This is episode number 113 of the Social Hub podcast, which means you will find all the links and relevant show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 113. Hey there, I'm Stacey Marie, your host of this podcast and a business coach helping women in business stand out of the crowd online through social media, online courses, digital products, and podcasting. On this pod, we will chat about business, marketing, mindset, money, and all that's in between so that you can grow your business your way because you are magic and everything you need is right inside you. I acknowledge the Nandawal and Minyungbuk people of the Bunjalung Nation on which land this podcast is produced. I thank them for the custodial role they undertake now in times past and for our future. And I extend my respect to all the people on the lands with which you are listening from also. Hey friends, how are you? What you're listening to here is part two, three or four, depending on where you're at, in a four-part series called um, Needs-Based Selling. Now, if you haven't listened to, most importantly, episode 112, which is the first part of this episode and gives a introduction into why I've created these episodes and what they are and what they mean and who they're for, then I would 110% recommend stop where you are and go back and listen to episode 112 and then follow them through episode 112 to 115 in order. So the titles of those episodes in order are know, mission, share, and what now. They're the four parts of the process of the needs-based selling system. And this system is to help you be able to sell with authenticity and in true alignment with who you really are without any of those awful, awful, icky tactics that we don't want to do and any of that fear-based stuff that just makes us feel terrible about ourselves. Um, to be able to sell to our clients in a really beautiful, authentic way um, and mostly to be able to sell them what they need, right? Um, Because when people buy what they need, then we have less refunds, we have less people wanting to cancel our services, we have happy clients who become repeat clients and then refer other clients to us and become complete raving fans. So it's a really beautiful four-part series and it's important that you listen to each step in a row. So please make sure if you haven't listened to episodes 112 right through to 15 in order, go back and do so now. Otherwise, if you're on the right episode, enjoy. It's really important that you do. Now, also remember that these are actually part of my paid program Amplify. These four trainings came downloaded directly from that program and put into the free space as a gift from me to you. If you love what you hear in these trainings, I would highly recommend that you check out my Amplify program. It is where I help service-based businesses and course creators break free of the one-to-one and scale their businesses online using social media, online courses, and digital products. All the links to be able to find out all about this program are in the show notes for today's episode. If you head over there, you can check it out and you can also book a call with me if you want to chat more about if it's the right space for you, because I do have other ways that we can work together. Or if you just want to chat to me more about this on Instagram, you can DM me at at Stacey Marie Coaching. But for now, over to the episode, you are going to love it. Here we are at February's um, live series session two on sales mastery. And as I said, we're talking today about mission. And the mission part of the process is really about 
getting to the core of what your audience want and need, what their mission is, like what is the, the outcome that they're looking for and being able to support that. So this part of the process in the sales conversation, whether you're having it online and we'll go through all the ways that you can do this either in an online mass market place like a sales page through to a one-to-one -one conversation or on email or DM or however it is that you're having your conversations with people. Um, we'll go through how to do all of those, how to do this part of the process. Um, again, remember this is a deep dive series. So this part of the process may only take you a few minutes in reality to have that conversation on a DM or um, ask a few questions on a phone call, but it's understanding why you need to do it. And this part of the process, like un uncovering their mission and supporting their needs is what sets you up to be able to make the best recommendations to people, lead them to the right place for them so they could potentially make the right decision if you've got online funnels where people can purchase directly from you online um, and so that they can have the best experience. Doing it this way and understanding this process means that it's going to prevent you from having things like refund requests because people purchase something that's wrong for them if they're doing it all online totally and you're not having any interaction that and then if you do have like one-on-one -on -one chats with people and that and they were to, you were to not get this right and they say purchase the wrong service or product or course or something they may come back and want a refund this can lead to you know not getting this right can lead to um you know customer experiences that aren't you know aren't what we want we, don't, we want our customers to have a good experience. The better experience they have, the better experience we have. And it just becomes more abundant from there, right? So um, this is really good stuff to cover. I think the only thing I, I wanted to say was what I didn't do in session one was talk about the process of how to get them off social media, off an email potentially. So getting them off those kind of external platforms and into your space. So whether that be your sales page, your website, um, into an, get them to fill out an inquiry form, you know, all those sort of things. So I'm gonna do a, a bonus session for the sales mastery, which is going to become more like the pre-work for the sales mastery series. So this series is more about once they get into your ecosystem. So onto your website, into a call, into a DM, they filled out an inquiry form. How do you have that conversation and make that process happen with people from, yep, I'm interested in something to how do they actually buy? That's what this series was. Um, there's obviously a lot of content already that you have inside of the membership portal and in other trainings we've done, which talk about, you know, how to create, craft a CTA, how to craft your captions, all that sort of stuff that really goes through getting people off social media and into your channels. You know, your CTAs is really about doing that. So you could definitely go back and review the caption series. That would be a really good one to review. Um, the email marketing masterclass as well. Um, you know, and any of the masterclasses where I talk about the customer journey, you know, the video marketing masterclass, we talk about that. I talk about it all the time and the stories and reels masterclass and, you know, really the, Part, the part of getting them off the other platforms and into your ecosystem that you own is that, um, you know, that bottom of the funnel part of it, like, how do you, how do you tell them where to go sort of thing? So I will do a probably a little bit shorter. It won't be a full half an hour. I don't think we need to spend half an hour on that, but it will just be a little bonus live talking through the ways that you 
get people into this process as well and what that looks like and, and where you need to fit that in. And I guess from a, you know, like a, a, the way that I teach sales, how you do that, how you entice them through your content and entice them through this journey of then getting into your ecosystem through your website, inquiry form, a DM, into a phone call and talk to you. Alrighty, so mission. So what we're going to do is we're going to, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is and why you need to have this part of the conversation, have this part of the process there, what it does, what it serves. And then we're going to go through each, um, we're going to relate it back to those three key areas. So how do you do this part of your process in an online mass market forum? So just on a sales page or a website, for example, um, how would you do it in a direct contact, like a DM or an email? Um, and how would you do it in a one-to-one -one call? So we're going to go through what that would look like. I think the main thing about this part of the process of your sales mastery is really it's about what do your audience want? What do your audience need? And what do they not know that they need? So I'm just going to repeat that again because I think these are really important questions that you need to ask yourself in terms of am I fulfilling this with my audience currently? Am I, am I doing this? Am I considering this when I'm A, talking to people face-to-face, -face, B, talking to people in a DM, or do my sales pages or web pages or website copy or social media copy cover this off as well? So those three questions were, what do they want? What do they need? And what do they not know that they need? Because here's the thing, people will come to you with an idea of what they want or what they need, but it's actually not their job to know what they need. Now, I think that I give my audience a lot of credit for being very intelligent businesswomen, right? But my audience is also businesswomen. So they are, they're, they're smart people, like people that own a business and can run this stuff. I think they're pretty smart people. I give them credit for being intelligent people. Um, you know, it's not, it's not about dumbing things down for your audience. It's not about dumbing things down for potential clients or potential um, purchasers or people who would purchase from you. It's about just like taking off that hat, that, you know, that professional hat that we all put on um, and really putting yourself in their shoes for a little while and understanding that people will come to you because they think they want something, but what they want may not necessarily be what they need. It's like, we might all want to eat ice cream every day for breakfast, but that's not what we need. That's not going to set our bodies up to be fueled the best way for the day, right? It's the same thing with your sales conversations. You want to set the conversation up to have the most optimal outcome possible to fuel that conversation in the best way so that you and your potential customer can have the best outcome imaginable, all right? Always remember that you're the expert. Your, clients, your client and your potential clients are not the expert. You are the expert. It's your job to make sure that they are led to a purchase that is right for them. Um, so in corporate, like in corporate speak, if you talked about the sales conversation, this would normally be called the fact-finding part, 
this would be, you know, this would be the part in the conversation where you would have your, your little, in, like if I relate it back to when I worked in a bank, we had our little introduction, we had to do our privacy policy and all that stuff. Then we had to do our rapport building, you know, where you talked about your, you gave your EVP or your, um, you know, your value proposition statement. You did all that in your intro and then you built some rapport and then you'd move into fact finding. And I remember when I worked at the bank, we used to do our note taking on a, like a big jot sheet of paper and we'd ask people questions and we'd write the notes down. And then the next part of that note, that jot form was, what are you going to recommend them? And then they moved that online to an online platform. The thing is, I think sometimes um, this, what I loved about that was it gave structure to the process that in corporate they give you, right? Because they've got legislation that they have to follow. Um, they have to make sure, particularly in the finance industry, that they've covered off certain parts of the conversation. Like if someone comes back to a bank and says, I don't want this account anymore, it's not what I needed, they can get into heaps of strife for like all the fees and charges that they've charged you, right? And if someone makes a complaint or goes to the ombudsman, you have to provide evidence that you have made a recommendation based on what someone actually needs. In business, we get into business, there isn't that sort of legislation. Yes, there are industries that have legislation and have, have reporting requirements, but for most businesses, we don't have that, you know, little safety net of those things to make sure we follow a, a good process in terms of our sales craftsmanship of the, that conversation. Most people are learning on the job. Most people have never been salespeople before. So in, in corporate, we would call it fact finding and it gave you this little process of what you followed and that's basically what I'm trying to teach you guys here but in a, a much more feminine way in a much more modern way um, that's going to support you particularly those of you that, that do most of this stuff online which most of us are um, so yeah in corporate it was called fact finding I call it knowing their mission so really it's the process of you ensuring that what you offer or what they buy from you is the right thing that's really what it is about. It's about making sure that you know what you offer or what they buy is the right thing for them so that you can either make a recommendation for something that is going to help them that you offer or you turn around and say, look, I just don't think maybe we're not the right fit. You want this, but this isn't actually what I do. Okay. So it's not about this part of the process is not about KPIs. It's not about what are you launching or selling or what's on offer at the moment or what do you want them to buy, which also happens a lot out there, by the way, and I cannot stand it, happens a lot out there where you will see people, um, and I've had this happen to me and I've had this, so many people say this has happened to them too, where, um, and this may have happened to you before, where you might inquire with someone because they've, you know, maybe they've done a post on social media and they've promoted a a package or a course or something like that, that they're offering at the moment. Um, and you're like, yeah, I kind of, I like that idea, but I don't know if that's for me. So you just might, you might send them a DM, let's say, and you go, Hey, I saw you post about this. I'm not sure if that's really for me. Um, this is what I need. Um, maybe we could have a chat about what would be the right thing. Right. And then when someone who I can tell instantly when someone doesn't know 
or doesn't have mastery over the sales process because they'll come back and go, oh, thanks so much. Yes, that product is exactly going to be do this. It's going to do this, this, and this, and this for you. And this is what you need because blah, blah, blah. They first of all start going and talking all about the features of their product, service, program, whatever it is that they do. Um, they don't ask me any questions about myself. They don't try and get to know me at all. They don't ask me what the, my desired outcome is, even though I may have already told them what my desired outcome is. They just don't listen to it. And then they still try to push the thing that they're currently selling because that's their agenda right now, right? It's like, I'm launching this. I have to sell this. I can't sell anything else. Um, and I can tell when people are all about that. Whereas I don't want you guys to do that. That is not good sales process. That is just really icky business. What I want you guys to do is live in this abundant space where yes, you may have a current promotion. You may have a current, um, you know, a promotional rhythm that you're looking to meet or that you're following at the moment, but also have some flexibility and some bend and flex in your conversations with people to go, yes, I might be selling that right now, but that may not necessarily be what this person needs or what this person wants. So while this is my agenda that I'm trying to fill this, you know, sell this many units of this product or sell this many, book this many um, people an appointment for this service or sell this many people into my program, while you might be doing that, always remembering that you have other things you can offer people, right? And that if it's not right for them, then they need to find something else with you that is or with someone else. Um, so I often find when I'm launching my courses, I will get lots of people creating conversations with me and I'm talking to a lot of people. They don't always necessarily buy the thing that I'm selling, but they'll buy other things or they'll inquire about other courses or they'll talk maybe about doing one-on-one -on -one and what would that look like for me, with me. Right? Or I might turn around and go, I don't think you actually need me right now. What I think you actually need is someone to help you manage your socials. Here's some people to go talk to. Um, because I don't just sell them the program that I'm launching. That's not right. That's not, that's not how this works. But if I was only working on meeting my own agenda, that's all I would tell people to buy. But no, I, I follow this process and that's why I'm always selling things because I'm recommending and sending people to what the most logical thing is for them to purchase based on what they need, not on what they think they want or what I want to sell. So it's all really about needs-based selling. So that would be another phrase you may have heard if you've worked in corporate before. That's what, you know, that's basically, you know, the sort of framework that I've always worked on is needs-based selling. So it's where your their need meets your offers. And then you can recommend the right product, service, course, or, or whatever it is that you sell, right? I'm just going to sip of water. So why do we do it this way? Now, like I said, we're going deep into each part of this process in this series. So while we're talking about this for half an hour, this might be something that you can do really quickly in a couple of questions or a few, just a little bit of a quick chat and a DM or a voice message or you know, five minutes on a phone call with someone, you would be able to get through this part of the process. But it's understanding why you need to do it because it's really important. It's such an important part because it builds that relationship as well with people. And they, people really, they, it builds that like, no trust factor because they know you understand them. They know you care about them. They know then 
that you're not going to push something on them that they potentially don't need. And people are always really scared of that. Australians particularly are some of the most skeptical people in the world, right? So why do we do this? Because it's just, we, why do we do this? Because it's just better. It's just a better way. It's more authentic. It's more real. It's more natural. Like so many reasons. It helps you have a better customer experience. Even if they don't end up working with you or buying from you, they may, because they've had a good experience, they'll be more, because they've had a good experience, they'll be more likely to recommend you to somebody else. It has such a massive flow on effect. And the energy that comes from having your sales conversations this way is honestly, you, you can't beat it. You just can't beat it because it, it's just, it's just better. <laughs> it's just better, right? And I think most of you would feel really comfortable with this process, right? Because it's not an icky way of selling. It's just two people having a conversation, whether it be online or in person on the phone and determining if what you have is right for them. There's no energy around they have to buy it. That energy isn't there. You don't make it more than it is. You just make it a conversation with someone. You make it a conversation with someone that you can potentially help. And if you can't help them, you would recommend them to someone else that could, right? So the energy's gone. There's not that energy around, I have to sell this damn thing. The energy comes from a different place and there's a more abundance attached to it, which is really beautiful. All right, so how do you do this part of the process um, in each of the places? So what I'm gonna do is that we're gonna talk about the online space, so online mass market, and then which is like your sales pages, your website, copy on your social media, that sort of stuff. And then we're going to talk about um, direct contact. So this would work This would work either if you're on the phone, on a discovery call, on an email, in a DM, that would work that way. The difference is one is online, one is directly talking to the person. So if we look at like your online mass market area, which is number one, how do you get to know people? How do you get to know them? How do you get to uncover their mission? How do you have that conversation when you're not physically in front of the person and speaking to them directly. So the reason why I talk about this in the online mass market space is because it's very different when you're trying to, to do this part of the process on a sales page or on your website, right? Um, you, what you really need to do in this part of the process, instead of physically speaking to someone and asking them questions that they answer for you, that give you the fuel to make a recommendation for, the, for what they need to buy from you, what you're really doing in this part of the process online is you're asking questions to get them to answer it and get them to self-direct themselves to determine if what you've got is right. Okay. Now I have both of this happen in my business. So I've got sales pages for my courses and in my copy, you will see that I ask questions in my copy. So, you know, it might be, are you overwhelmed, tired and frustrated with not knowing how to navigate social media? Like, yes. The answer to that is yes. Right. You might ask that in, you know, you might ask that sort of question in a social media post. You might ask that sort of question in an email that you, an EDM that you send out to your mailing list. You might ask that sort of question on, in some website copy on your website. Um, you know, you, you would, 
asking questions is one of the fastest ways to uncover what your audience want, what they need, what they don't know that they need. And also, um, oh, I lost my train of thought, what they, what they know, what they want, what they need, what they don't know that they need um, and, and help them to uncover those things, right? So when you're doing it online, it, so if you take it, like let's take a sales page for, as an example. When you're doing that online, what you're really looking to do is a few key things on that sales page. You want to be asking questions on that sales page or on that website page that get your audience to answer the question. So it needs to be something that's going to get them to think about, is this what they need? So if I look at my sales page for, um, let me bring one up actually. And okay, so here's some examples for you. So if you have a look at my sales page for the course creation project, I'm actually just gonna share this so you can see it. See here, so this is my sales page. It does need some edits because I've got some new branding, but if you can see here, some of the first things that I say here is, do you have something the world needs and know how to teach it to people? They're like, yeah, I do. Because this program is about teaching people how to create online courses, right? Do you have something the world needs and know how to teach people? Yep, hell yes, I do. I do have something that I want to teach people. Do you want to teach more people by doing it online, but just lack the skills to be able to set it up? Well, yeah, I have no idea about how to set up an online course. Like this is what this course is for to help these people. Do you want a proven system to sell your online program that could get it on autopilot? Do you know you need to adapt your business and future-proof it, but are not tech savvy? So these are all questions that I need my people to answer so that they can determine whether or not this product, this course is right for them. Okay, so this is question. So asking questions is really important. So it's different when you're talking to someone face face to face. You would ask different questions, um, you know, because you're going to get them to answer it for you. What you. When you're doing it online, you want them to answer it themselves. So there's some questions there, um, and and it, you know, basically they're the things. If they answer them and go yes to all that stuff, then they're like, yeah, well, this is definitely something that I could possibly need because it gets them thinking. No, I'm not tech savvy enough. I do need to future proof my business. I do want to teach more people. I do want to get more sales on autopilot. Um, I, you know, I do have a message that I want to share with the world. I don't just want to be doing it one on one all the time. Okay. So you're asking questions to get them to self direct and answer them. Then the other thing you need to do online is obviously give a detailed description of the product and all its inclusions. So obviously if we have a look a bit further down this sales page, like I go through, you know, why my system? Because, you know, people are always, when they're wanting to buy a course, why would I buy your course? There's 500 courses on how to build a course. So why would I buy yours? So I'm, you know, I'm like, and we'll get to this a little bit in the session four where we talk about objections like I'm meeting their objection before they say it in a way right and I'll talk more about that in session four that's getting ahead of myself okay so then I get down they get down here what can an online really program really do for my business so I've listed out the four things that it would do for you know the four main things that it would do for your business create more time raise your prices turn your product into more profits have an army of avid referrers 
it tells all the inclusions that they get inside of the program. So if they look down here, they're going to see things like slide deck templates, email sequence plug and play templates, landing page workflows, lead magnet webinar templates, step-by-step um, -step tech workflows. You know, if people are reading those inclusions, then they're, they're sitting there reading it and they're going, oh, I didn't realize I needed that but I think I would need it and it's included. So I've covered off what they want. I've covered off what they need. And now I've covered off what they didn't know that they needed, right? So this is where all of this comes into your copy. And obviously, you know, there's formulas and processes for how you set up a sales page. But when you're doing it online, you're doing all of these things just in an online space. So that's part of the sales process in the online forum. Then they can come down here and then there's my CTA, you know, how they can purchase it, testimonials. Um, you know, obviously then I go through, you know, exactly what each part of the process is, what the roadmap is. And then if you come down here, I've also got frequently asked questions. So another really good thing you can do as well in the online space in terms of getting to know people is have frequently asked questions. Have it on your website, have it on your sales pages have it in somewhere in your online store. Like if you're selling products and let's say it's fashion and they, they might need a sizing guide, they may need, um, you know, details about your postage, what, the, um, what your products are made with in case they've got any allergies or skin irritations or something like that and they can't wear certain fabrics. Like what's the fabric made out of? Maybe they only want to buy, um, I don't know, 100% organic cotton and they want to know what sort of fabric it is that you use, right? So having all of that stuff there and available for them means that they can answer the questions that you would have need to, needed to ask them or you would have needed to uncover if you were talking to them face-to-face. -face. So really, if you're doing a lot, most of your sales online and it's a lot of your stuff's going through sales pages or your website or a, an online store, think about when you're writing your copy for this stuff, Think about when you're putting together frequently asked questions and putting together, you know, resources and stuff that you would put on there to help them make their decision or content on those pages that would help them make their decision. You know, think about what are the questions that need to be answered for my audience before they can make this purchase? What is the outcome that they want to see? What are the challenges that they're having? And make sure that you include all those things as well. So then, you know, if we get down to frequently asked questions, then, you know, here's some other questions they might have. How long do I have access to the content? How much time do I need to devote to this? Does it include one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is there any other costs? Does it work for mini programs or advanced? Like these things help them determine and answer questions that they may have asked me if they were in front of me. Okay, so that's what you need to think about when you're selling in, um, you know, creating spaces for people to buy for you online. Now, what I also do have, it's in my course creation project program, like a, a landing page workflow. I'm going to add that to today's session as well for you guys inside of the membership, um, just for those of you that are writing sales pages. So you can incorporate what we've talked about here also into like a really good structure for sales pages. So I think it's really important, particularly when you're selling in the online space, I'm just going to stop my share now, that you know, that we get this sort of stuff right because it's really, it, it's crucial to your success. 
All right, so the next part of um, the next place where you would have these conversations is direct contact and one-on-one. -on -one. So direct contact, if you remember, is emails, DMs, one-on-one -on -one is obviously a phone call or a Zoom call or face-to-face. -face. Um, so it's a little bit different to if you're doing it online because you've got the person on the other end directly talking to you um, that you can have a conversation with them and they can respond. Whereas if when you're doing it online, you're trying to get them to answer all the questions that they would have and uncover all the things that, that, that you would need to find out about them. You're trying to get them to do that themselves. Whereas here, I find personally, I find this so much easier because I'm a talker. I love to talk to people. So, you know, to me writing, you know, I get really stuck in my sales copy. I mean, I don't find sales copy difficult, but I, I will think about it more and I'll review it more when it's in a post or on a sales page or on my website than I will if I'm just talking to someone because I can just talk to them and they will respond to me and then I can have that conversation. I feel like it happens so much more organically. Um, so in your direct contact or your one-on-one, -on -one, the things that you're wanting to do is you're wanting to ask questions that get people to respond in a way that is going to give you the ammunition you need to make the right recommendation. So things that like open, open-ended questions. So open-ended questions are things that don't require a yes or no answer. So in old sales speak, right, when I was, you know, in corporate and we were doing sales, you use yes or no questions to confirm information and you used open-ended questions to get people thinking and to get people talking. Um, so things like tell me, so the sort of thing, you know, words that I would use and you can adapt this to your business and, and what you sell is tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Gets people talking. So then they'll come back and they'll say something like, oh, I've been in business for six months. This is what I sell. This is what I do. And then they might just start offering up a whole bunch of information just by asking that one question, right? Um, if they don't come back with enough information, I'll just say, okay, cool. That's awesome. I love that. You know, congratulations on starting your business in the last 12 months. So it sounds like it's been going really well for you. Um, I've had a look at, you know, I've had a look at your website or your Instagram and I love your products. They look awesome. Or um, I love that niche. Like I'll find something really positive to say about what it is that they're doing to connect with them. But if I can't understand what it is that they want, need, or that they don't know what they want or need, then I will ask some other questions. So what's challenging you at the moment with your business? What's challenging you with your social media? What's challenging you with getting an online course up and running? What's your challenge? What's happening, what's happening there for you? Um, and then, you know, get them to tell me what their biggest challenges are, um, you know, so that I can know that I'm going to meet that need for them. You know, if their biggest challenge is something that I don't do, then there's no point me going any further. Like if they say, oh, my biggest challenge is time. I really just need to outsource it. Then I'm like, well, that's not what I do. I do courses and I mentor people, um, you know, but if they come back with a challenge and if we use, you know, the, uh, the course creation thing as an example and they come back and say, look, I've got a course, I've created it. It's just kind of sat there and I've never really sold it. I'm just really stuck on how to sell the damn thing. I don't know how to do that. Um, and I go, okay, awesome. That's really cool. Um, 
you know, tell me a little bit more about the course. Like, and I'll start asking more questions. What's your course look like? Have you got a sales page you can send me that I can have a look at? What are the modules that are in it? What does it do? What's your bonuses that you've added into it? I'll start asking questions like that because if all they need is some support on launch strategy and they've got a really good course set up, why would I sell them a course that teaches them how to put it together? When, you know, potentially I could, I could, you know, maybe just sell them the content on how to launch it or we could do some one-on-one together, you know? Um, but if they come back and say, oh, look, um, I kind of just threw it together and, you know, I'm just really stuck on, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just really stuck on the whole thing. Like I don't know how to launch it. I've just kind of thrown it together. It's just not selling. And I'm, I'm still just not really sure why. And if I go and have a look at things and I go, okay, I don't think they've got a really good strategy. Their title and tagline doesn't make any sense. The flow of their landing page and what they um, have put on there as, as far as what the curriculum is inside of the course doesn't make sense to me. Then I might turn around and go, look, I think this course would be awesome for you because I can see some things here where, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's unclear to me. So if it's unclear to me, it would probably be unclear to your ideal client too. Um, so let's, let's clean that stuff up. Let's get all that stuff looking really beautiful so that you can, you know, you have the best chance to sell it when we set up your selling system. Um, then I would be like, yes, definitely that is the right program for you, right? Um, some other things I would ask is where are you now and where do you want to be? What's your desired outcome? What do you want from this? You know, so open-ended questions that get people talking. Um, then you can start to, when you're unsure about some of the things they said, go back with the yes or no answers, right? So just so I'm clear, you're looking for some, a course to help you with this, right? That's when you can start to ask those questions. The other sort of things you would ask them is, you know, I ask them, what's your budget? I always, I'm honest, like I put it out there. What's your budget? What are, you, what are we looking at here? Because if I'm too overpriced for them, you know, I'm not going to sell them a $2,000 program if their budget is $200, like I would turn around and go, this is what you need. You need this program. If that's, if, if it's unaffordable for you, maybe we could work out a payment plan or something. If that doesn't work for you, here's something you can start with. It's not going to do everything, but it's going to do this. Right. And I, they might start with a lower cost offer. Half the time with budget, people do have the budget to pay for the higher end stuff. They just need to see the value first. So I don't mind people buying something smaller because a lot of the times they will end up going and buying something bigger. Um, and if you, and because people are budget conscious, I think it's important to recognize that that is part of their decision-making process. I think it is. I don't hide prices. I don't hide prices anywhere. I'm upfront about prices. You want to buy something from me, my prices are everywhere. Um, because I want people to buy what's energetically right for them. Um, other questions that I would ask is how do you learn best? If someone wants to work one-on-one -on -one and I'm not taking on one-on-one -on -one clients, which I rarely do anymore anyway, um, I'm not going to tell them to buy a self-paced course. If someone says, look, I just really want the content. I'll go through it in my own time. I might be like, yeah, grab this. It's fully self-paced. Off you go. If they're like, I need support, then I'd be like, here's my support groups. This is, you know, if you love group coaching, these are my support groups. This is how you get access to me sort of thing. Sometimes people will buy the membership, 
rather than a digital product because they just want access to me. So it depend, I ask questions like that. How do you best learn? Um, you know, basically you want to make sure that you're gathering as much information to recommend something to them. So, you know, if, if you're a hairdresser, for example, you're going to be asking things like, how long is your hair? What color is it? What products have you put in it? What shampoo and conditioner do you use? Um, you know, when was the last time you had it done? Like all that sort of stuff, right? You're going to be asking those questions because that makes a that has a determining factor on what you recommend. If you're a graphic designer, you're going to be asking specific questions. Do you have a logo already? Do you have a color palette? Have you had a brand identity? Um, have you done a brand identity questionnaire before? Have you had that conversation? Um, you know, and like I was talking to Laura last week, we did a podcast together. You know, when she goes through and has that conversation with someone to determine if they're right to work together and then they do that brand questionnaire, she's asking a whole shitload of questions to be a, of people to determine, you know, what's going to be right for them so that she can sell the right, the right package to them, you know? Um, and if it's not enough, if you don't have enough information to make a recommendation, keep asking, just keep asking questions. So things like, just so I understand you want X, Y and Z, right? Um, can you tell me more about what you said here? just so that I can make sure that I understand that correctly. So if we go back to the course creation lead that I was talking about before, I might circle back and go, um, you know, just so that I'm clear, because I just want to make sure that I recommend you the right thing. Um, you have this set up, um, but you're really not sure if it's set up the right way and you also want help with launching it. You know, I might circle back and just question that, you know, or I might circle back and go, so just so I understand, you've done a few webinars before, a couple of challenges, but they didn't work for you. But you've got some of that stuff already set up, ready to go that we could tweak if we had to, if we had to create a, a sales funnel, right? Um, you don't be afraid to say things like, tell me X so that I can make sure I recommend what you need. Don't be afraid to say that to people. People love that. It makes them feel so relaxed. It puts such a beautiful energy around the conversation. It makes people feel that you really care and that you give a shit and that you're not just trying to sell a widget to them. And then you just don't, then you just sell what they need, right? So once you've uncovered all of this information, you, you're set up to make the best recommendation to them. And here's the thing. It may not be the thing that they came to you with. It may not be the thing they thought they wanted. It may not be the thing that you wanted to sell them, but it will be what they need. And that's the most important thing. And that is how you get mastery over your sales. That is how you increase the units that you sell every month. That is how you increase your sales by selling people what they need, not what they think they want. And here's the thing, if you've done this process the right way, you're also going to be able to circle back and say, you also said, mentioned that you want some help with, you know, ABC. I can also do that for you too, right? So let's say I was talking to someone about creating an online program and they said to me that they are a social media manager that wants to transition into creating courses and they just want some help creating a course about Instagram, right? 
So I might turn around and go, now you did mention that you are a social media manager wanting to, you know, expand out into, into courses. I also do have a program that is a social media mentorship program for people who offer social media services. Um, you know, how are you feeling with your other offers? Do you feel like they're, you know, really good for you? How do you feel about your pricing? You know, that could be a really good fit for you as well. And if that's the case, I could actually do a bundle offer for you to have both programs. You know, so people will tell you things that will make you go, oh, they actually also need this, right? Or they also need that. You know what I mean? Um, so then I can circle back to them and go, I've actually also got this program or I've got this digital product that would suit you too. Um, it's not about, you know, racking them up with everything that you sell. That's not what it's about. Um, it's about saying, you told me you wanted or needed something or after you said this, it made me think maybe this could be good for you as well. I'm giving them a couple of options. But we'll talk more about that next week in making recommendations and um, in that part of the process, which is offer. Um, but this part is about making sure that you've got all of that, um, all of that information there. You've uncovered all of that stuff. You've uncovered their mission. You've done all this stuff so that you can make those recommendations. If you liked what you heard in your ears today, then I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me at, at Stacey Marie Coaching. Until then, stay classy.